millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, guys. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. Uh, you just drove. Oh, BB, your dog just appeared. Yeah, look at that. BB, he's been here this whole time. I have rarely seen him in this year year plus of Zoom recordings. Really, he's often here, but maybe just not on camera. On camera, yeah. I have to protect his face. Oh, did he get work done too on his face? Yeah, he's getting work done all the time when he goes to the groomer. He's looking like uh, Jocelyn Wildenstein. It's really actually time for him. I'm looking at his. I'm looking at him in the camera, and I'm like finally seeing what he looks like to the outside world, and it's ridiculous. He really needs a haircut. Oh no, he looks cute. He looks a little, little scruffy, but a little scruffy. He probably likes quarantine. Oh, he's. This is like he doesn't know what's happening. I don't think he remembers that it wasn't always like this, and like he is like loving it nice he hasn't been alone for a year i know that's now like that john and i have you know gone out a little tiny little bit and left our cats at home they give us the biggest stink eye when we come back if we're gone for even like an hour or something it's crazy like that was rude of you to leave us here yeah i remember at the beginning though people were saying that like their cats would get mad at them. They would start like hissing at them because they like wanted their alone time, like their personal space. I think that did happen at the beginning. And I think that even happened with our cats, but cats have such little like pea brains and like no memory that they just get used to things so quickly. Like remember, I mean, years ago when I first uh, was keeping Dahlia inside all the time, cause she was like an outdoor cat, she would scratch and hiss and stuff and now I can like leave like she even went outside for like a second and just like sat two inches out out of the door and then like walked back in like I can leave the door open and she won't even make a run for it at all anymore that's amazing yeah BB BB has occasionally gone outside and it is always shocking when he does it because he's he's extremely domesticated and like Mm -hmm he's not wild at all like he really is a lap dog through and through oh yeah 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 i mean he's not very curious about the outdoors <laughs> he doesn't like it he hates all dogs and humans he's he's a homebody i wonder if that's like nature or nurture like is that his breed or is that just his personality i think it's a little i mean he's definitely got a special personality like yeah. he's very weird but he i think he's a combination of several breeds and I don't think any of them really like going out. So, yeah. Uh, 
what else is new? Any fun meals, fun trips? <laughs> no. Um, I mean, fun meals. Let's see. No. Um, I made up a like a weekly menu for myself, but I'm going to report on it next week because if I actually do it. Are you you're doing like like meal prep and stuff? Yeah, like I'm just trying to get like a better handle on it. Oh, I also signed up for a gym and I haven't been to a workout, not a gym, like a, like a, I got a monthly membership to a bar studio here in LA and I haven't been yet, but they just reopened for like in-person classes, which is like really what I want to do. So I'm going to be doing that starting on Monday. That'll be fun. I know. It was something that I really like missed and I really had a hard time working out at home um, this year. So hopefully um, this will be good for me. Yeah. 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 I really want to start doing uh, real in-person yoga classes. Everyone. I don't think I can, I'll do it. Like I, I do like my at home yoga with Adrian, but every once in a while it'll be fun to actually go to a class. Yeah, for sure. But the yoga studio in my neighborhood, it closed and like, I don't, it was so popular before the pandemic, but that space is for lease. Like, I don't know if it's going to reopen. Yeah, you should lease it and be the new yoga teacher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would be, I would be able to be a yoga teacher in like some really, really small town full of obese people, okay. but definitely not in LA. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Probably a pretty tough market for yoga teachers out here. It's probably, I mean, ruthless that would be actually a great show if someone did like yeah yoga, show about being yoga teachers oh my god that would be like, good uh what else is new nothing well my two-week uh vaccine anniversary is monday your yours just happened yesterday yeah mine was yesterday i celebrated by doing nothing really not even telling anyone really well, on, on monday that- i'm gonna go to a dark bar and drink maybe i'll go to a bar i mean i just haven't even i'm so i'm like the cat i'm like dahlia or like bb where it's like okay like my vaccine is kicked in like i'm vaccinated it was also the day they announced that you don't need to vaccinate people don't need to wear masks oh yeah well um and so i'm like okay but i i haven't I didn't do anything. I don't know. No, it's because it, you don't want to feel pressure. Like, especially, I don't know if you're not the type of person, like I was, I definitely wasn't the type of person that like, like to go out all the time. So yeah, you don't want to like feel pressure to do stuff. And the mask thing is funny. Cause I actually went to Trader Joe's this morning and I wore a mask inside and I, I, I should have looked closer to see if ever, I think pretty much everyone was still wearing a mask, but I don't know. Well, I went to, so I went to Starbucks on my way to the airport this morning or on my way home from the airport this morning. I took my parents to the airport and um, I was dying on my way home and I put on a mask just because I feel like they still have probably a mask mandate for the store. Like I didn't like, I feel like if that's the rule of like the business, like I'll wear it. Oh, and, sure. Like, yeah. Businesses, it probably still is their rule. I think, well, it's funny, Trader Joe's, at least after I got home from shopping, I just, it on my Twitter 
scroll it's like trader joe's announces you don't have to wear masks anymore for vaccinated people oh i mean it was like that day i mean yeah yeah uh did you see jen gunter has gone full well fascist is probably an overstatement but she's in favor of (laughs) yeah she's in favor of mandatory mask um or mandatory vaccination passports everywhere well i think isn't that kind of a good idea okay this maybe i'm gonna come off like a libertarian or something i just feel like the amount there's obviously going to be still risk especially if you're not vaccinated i think everyone hopefully should be vaccinated but the reality is not everyone is going to get vaccinated uh i just think that maybe this is just like as a political issue or for me personally like bristling up against it like if if governments (laughs) impose vaccination passports for biz and this isn't I'm not just saying about like on an airplane or something. There's like every time you go in a store, every time you go into any business, I think that's just going to alienate so many people and it's just going to backfire. Well, I just, I don't even know what to do. You think we should just like go back to being like, okay, no masks, nothing. Just like be free. Sort of. Is that bad? I mean, I sort of no, do. No, I don't think that's bad. I, I think, I mean, I don't, I really don't have an opinion about this one way or the other. I don't care that much. Like I'll just do whatever they say to do. I'm not going to be like demanding one thing over another, but like, yeah, I sort of feel like most, I know a lot. I actually know people who aren't getting the vaccine for Mm. various reasons, which like I wouldn't have thought, but it happened. And um, not a lot of people, but I do know some people and like, I think it's weird how many people don't want to get it. Like I don't, I can't for the life of me understand why you wouldn't want to get this vaccine. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. I am like, I, I mean, I'm the type of person that gets a flu vaccine happily every year. I uh, mean, you should like, why wouldn't you like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like yeah. why wouldn't you, there's no reason not to, unless you just like completely think that like the government is putting something like you think it's something uh, they're lying to you about what it is. Right. And the government does lie to us a lot of, about a lot of stuff, but yeah, these vaccines are completely safe. Yeah, I have zero, zero concerns about like the safety of the vaccine. Um, but because also it's like, it's not like the government, the government didn't make the vaccines, like private companies made yeah, them. Yeah, these wonderful drug companies that well, are just out and- for uh, the good of humanity. Well, yeah, well, they don't, I mean, like, they're like ruthless vampires, but they're not like, they're the reason that they're so ruthless and like what's so disgusting about them is that their product does work. It's just like the yeah. way that they like hoard it and profit off it. Um, anyway, so anyway, what was I saying? Yeah. So like, I don't know. I feel, I just don't want to be one of the people that's like, I'm still wearing a mask no matter what, even if the CDC says I don't have to. Yeah, that's when, and I, again, like, I want to be patient with people because there, there is a lot, a lot of just trauma and understandably people are traumatized by this past year. And, um, I mean, a lot, a lot of people died and like almost everyone knows, uh, at least one person that died from COVID. So I understand, um, people's hesitancy to, uh, to get back to, you know, sort of the way that they were living before. 
kind of scary. Yeah. Like that's what I was thinking. Like everybody thought, oh, we're going to be like partying and stuff, but it's like, I, yeah, I do feel sort of traumatized a lot on my goop yourself list is about this actually, but it's like, I don't really want to, I, yeah, like I, a lot of things don't sound very appealing to me. I feel a little agoraphobic after this year. And I think a lot of, I like, I sort of don't feel like that personally, but I really do empathize um, with people that do. I, but I, I do find, I am finding myself getting frustrated with the people that are like, I'm going to wear masks, you know, outside or inside, you know, for a long time as, oh, I don't, I guess maybe I may, maybe that's wrong of me to feel frustrated with that. I, I just feel like it's just going to further, it's going to further alienate people from other people and like, if you are really, if you are concerned about your health or your family's health, by all means, like I don't, you know, you should continue to wear a mask. Everyone should be able to continue to wear a mask if they want to. I'm, I, course, it's just it's this. A choice. And yeah. a lot of people actually did wear masks before yeah. this too. Like yeah. it wasn't that common, but like you would see people sometimes wearing masks, like on a plane, like I've seen it before, not that common, but I have seen it. Totally. Um, but I guess it's just the feeling of like moral superiority. If you're, yeah, mask that I that that really rubs me the wrong way. And like feeling so judged, like when it feels like people are like giving you like dirty looks or like because you're not wearing a mask and you're like, I don't need to wear a mask anymore. Like yeah. they said, I don't have to. <laughs> like I don't know what to tell you. Like I'm on the sidewalk. Uh, yeah, and I think, I mean, a lot of people that I've talked to and, um, who have seen like extremely cautious, like much like we were, you know, I think we were on the cautious side for the most part, um, are, are, you know, feeling like they're able to take off their masks and, and stuff. Uh, so I think it's, it's, it is going to be like a, you know, a minority of people that are going to continue to wear masks. Um, and yeah, I might continue, I might wear a mask on an airplane. Like if I, especially if I'm feeling sick, like I have to. Yeah. Yeah. And like, um, but the other, the thing about masks is like what they always said was it's not really so much to protect you. It's to protect you from like spreading it. So like, I feel like a lot of people want to keep wearing masks to protect themselves. And I don't know how effective they are at protecting you as they're more effective at like protect, protecting the people around you. Yeah. And if you're vaccinated, I mean, I guess there's a very small chance you're carrying it like uh bill maher was um, what happened with that i mean he, I well he was just diagnosed with covid but he's he already got vaccinated but now i'm thinking he probably like lied about being vaccinated i have no idea wait so he was vaccinated but he got it anyway yeah yeah supposedly that's scary i mean it happens it, ha- it does happen um and maybe it happened to him i mean i guess it did i mean or i don't he seems like someone who would get the vaccine like he doesn't yeah, seem yeah, like yeah. he's not no, like he, Joe Rogan. He's like another kind of person. Yeah, he's very like pro science. Or like he's like a he's like an old fashioned Democrat. Mm-hmm. He's a Biden Democrat. He's a Biden. He's like a Clinton Democrat. Like oh, totally. Like um, he seems like he would be really into like the rage and Cajun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a James Carville Democrat. He's a Carville. Carville. Uh, shall we move on to Gwyneth news? Oh, we're going to have to, because this conversation is going nowhere. 
Well, yeah. So th- it's been like days now. So I feel like this is old news, but this fucking bread thing. I texted you about it. I was yeah. so mad. We, we like never talk about Gwyneth Paltrow stuff during the week. Like it's very uncommon for us to just like talk about Gwyneth Paltrow, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we only talk about it for the goop really. Um, but this bread story was so irritating that I was like, what the fuck? And I'm still pissed about it, honestly. It was so, do you even know what the original quote was? Uh, no, I don't. I, I don't. What was the original quote? I don't know. I couldn't find it. <laughs> I clicked through like all of these different like shitty articles that were just like reporting on each other from these like crappy, like agri- pop culture aggregated yeah. website, whatever. And going from one to one to the next. And I never even found what the original quote even was. And like, I don't even know. I think she said it on like, it was some like weird podcast or something. I don't, yeah, I don't know where this original conversation happened, but I think what, what got people so riled up on social media was the Guardian's headline for the article they wrote about it. Because like the, the quote was something like, like, I didn't see where it was. Like, I didn't read it, but I saw it, it quoted and it was like, she didn't say like, I, I had the worst experience of any human being on, and I, my personal low point, like, I'm so sad because I ate bread. She was like, I wasn't taking care of myself. I was eating bread. I was drinking like multiple cocktails a night. I mean, who does that? That's like not healthy to like have drinks every single night of the week. Yeah. That's something like who does that? And you know what? It's not fucking healthy. So like, what's the problem? I don't no. understand. <laughs> it's like Gwyneth Paltrow says it's not healthy to drink every single day, which is also something that like your doctor will tell you. And like, that's suddenly a problem. I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, and then the Guardian's article, the, the headline was Gwyneth Paltrow broke down and ate bread during quarantine. Quarantine. <laughs> what was your <laughs> lowest point? And then and, everybody was like, okay, go on. Well, I mean, I, I really couldn't tell if people were like, mad at Gwyneth or mad at the article or mad at the Guardian or just sort of mad at everybody are people they're that, mad at Gwyneth are they that media illiterate that they really think that Gwyneth was saying was saying that she her lowest point or like the thing that she struggled with most the last the last year or that her 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 eating bread is equivalent to you know half a million people dying like yes. do, People really, really think, think that, that she, they really think that she thinks that because they're not, it's not media illiteracy. It's like, I mean, I guess it is. It's like, they just like people, it's like when you start to hate somebody, like people hate Gwyneth Paltrow. She's like a very like easy to hate figure. And then all of a sudden it's like, people become like hair triggers and then yeah. it's like, they'll believe anything. And they immediately start exaggerating. And it's like, you hear intelligent people do this all the time like smart people will believe something or have like a legitimate grievance about something or someone like when everybody's been in that situation where you're like talking shit with your friend about someone and you guys are going so crazy and you just like start pulling stuff kind of out of your ass and exaggerating and then like thinking of other bad things about the person to like amplify because it's fun and like culture just like is that for everybody I mean like yeah, everyone everyone has those people, um, whether in public life or in their own life, where, yeah, you have to step back and be like, now, why do I hate them so much? What exactly do they do? I know there's like certain people on social media that I have that reaction to, and then I can't yeah. even r- really remember what made me hate them in the first place. And then I have to be like, okay, yeah. stop. 
Yeah, totally. It's like, you just like, things just get so blown out of proportion. And then it's like every single thing that person does, people will get, you get like furious. Yeah. And it's like, well, they didn't really do anything or like, they didn't say anything that crazy. And like, this was an example of that where it's like a quote of hers pulled out of top, out of context where she's like, I ate bread and drank too much during quarantine, which like a lot of people are talking about that. Like a lot of people did damage their bodies. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't, um, I mean, I guess like you, what you said is true. People just have such a strong reaction to her, but nowhere, whether it was in the headline or the article or anything, did she say this, even like, even to say, she never even said this was my lowest point, let no. alone, this is the lowest point of the pandemic, which no, is what people think that. she was saying. And she, I'm sure she had like, a lot of people self-soothe with food and alcohol. Like if you're self-soothing with food and alcohol, that's not your lowest point it's like you're in your lowest point and like something else caused it. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, it's not even, it's just like, it's a total misunderstanding of like human humanity <laughs> to say something like that. It's so infuriating. People are just like out. For, I don't know. I just but like, I, I can't. I, I do think that news cycle, it, I think it like ended pretty quickly, partially because there were other things way more important things going on in the world that like took the place of it. But like, yeah. I think even, Gwyneth haters or maybe I'm giving them too much credit but like they sort of realized how stupid they were sounding and then there was like a series of um little think pieces about like why you know like every couple of years there's always a series of think pieces of like why does this you know, what is it about Gwyneth Paltrow that um riles people up which I always love those also there's like there was one tweet that sort of got spread around because like some girl I saw I don't know where I saw this but like someone retweeted and it was like thanks my lowest point was when 15 members of my family died of covid and then like below it she was like asterisk this didn't actually happen to me i was just saying this to prove a point and it was like you're lying like what are you talking like you're insane that's uh one of the people that i have an irrational hatred for on twitter was, she's that, um i think her name is um amani gondry or something imani her handle is angry black lady on twitter and she is, I don't want to say that she is in the K-Hive, but she's like K-Hive adjacent. And um, she does those type of things a lot on Twitter. I did not. Wait, is that how I saw this? Was it, did you like interact with it? No, I would never. I would, no, I don't. I never interact with, I never interact with Gwyneth things on Twitter. I just don't want to get involved in like Gwyneth things on Twitter. Well, that's why we're yeah. still at the bottom. Yeah, yeah I, I, know, I know. I probably we probably should be more why proactive about getting into internet why fights. Crazy! Like, why aren't we like so active on social media? What are we doing? Like, we <laughs> have to get active. I just, I'm scared of it. Okay, I think people on social media are really mean. I'm really scared yeah. of everybody on. Well, there. and you know what it is is for me if ever because I do have the urge a lot of times to like be like guys, Gwyn like either Gwyneth is really funny or like this is you, you're really overreacting about something but then i'm gonna if they don't know me they're gonna click on my profile and see that i host a goop podcast and then they're gonna think that i'm like an insane like gwyneth stan so i everybody don't want does everybody thinks when they see that we hope a goop host a goop podcast people get furious with us sometimes online just that like our podcast exists because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like don't amplify that right. bullshit and it's like oh shut up uh but i just don't i that's like one of my worst fears is for people to, um, I guess, just not take me seriously as a person. And I well, like, if I like, that's why I never responded to Jen Gunter because except that one time I did, but like, 
if she sees like, oh, I host a podcast called Goop Yourself. First of all, we talk shit about her every week. But second of all, she's going to be like, oh, you're just like a crazy Gwyneth person. And maybe Which I is am. fine. Like, that's who cares? I mean, like, let them. But yeah, that, that, that woman who was like, I had 15 family members die of COVID. How dare you? And then two minutes later, oh, that story is completely false. I was just saying it to prove a point. It's like, okay, so thanks, I guess. Like, yeah. that's also like incredibly disrespectful to people who, whatever. I mean, it's like people died. Like, why are you pretending? Some, it's just like, I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. Like, we, I, I don't think you need to lie in order to prove that, like, having a dozen or more people in your family die would be worse than eating bread. <laughs> like, nobody needs, no, that's not a point that needs to be made. Like, do, are we, no. are we okay? What is happening? Uh, yeah, but luckily for Gwyneth, what is, okay, this is unrelated, but why was like the Chrissy Teigen like mean tweet she did to Courtney Stodd and why did that come back in the news now? I have no, I, sometimes I honestly really do think that like social media is like a total psyop or something. Cause it's like, this was old news. Like people have always, I think it was just like her turn. I think Chrissy Teigen is like a little bit of like a minor of like, a, she's got some Gwyneth. She definitely, she definitely has some Gwyneth. Like the, the reactions towards her are Gwyneth-esque. Yeah. Yes. I think so too. It's like, and I understand like, Chrissy Teigen I've never I just never had the the connection to her like I didn't really know who she was until the Allison Roman thing and like I was a little bit put off by like the like this is my right to like have this like major line in Target where I was like this is what we're fighting over like I wasn't into that yeah like you know I'm not a I'm not a tar. I'm not a big box. I mean, I go to them, but it's like, I'm never going to like defend big box stores or like having a line in a big box store. Like that's never going to be something that's important to me. I think the thing with Chrissy that, yeah, there, there's a little bit more um, like the it's clashing a little for me because she is trying to be so sort of populist and yet she is so with, I, I guess all celebrities are doing this, but like, that's what, I guess that's what I appreciate about Gwyneth is because she's she never, never that. she's ne yeah, she's never apologizing for her own wealth, which, which I make makes me feel more respected where it's like Gwyneth Paltrow is like completely out of touch, obviously, but they mm. all are like, yeah. I don't like when they're like, Hey, I'm just like a fucking schlub like you. Like I'm a big piece of shit. And like, Oh, look, all I do is sit around in my fat ass and like eat like whatever the hell like eat my like pancakes with like bananas and walnuts in it or whatever she makes like in her cookbooks like she's not she doesn't eat the food in her cookbook that's one thing like she doesn't eat like that because she wouldn't look like that if she did like her husband doesn't eat like that like I they don't use cookware from Target unless it's like her own line that she's selling it's like she doesn't she doesn't do that like Gwyneth Paltrow really does probably eat a lot of this food and like probably really does use some of the products that she sells on Goop. Yeah, I really, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think, I think she really does believe in her products and, and, and use them. Um, but yeah, the Chrissy Teigen stuff, I can be, I can be like annoyed with her or, you know, I don't love her as a personality or a celebrity, but yeah, the, the, the fixation on her is, I mean, I think, yeah, I think some of it is like racism. Some of it is just sexism or her person it's like a combination of a lot of weird things that I don't really understand like yeah but it's weird because but I think she has a lot more good well I think a lot more people like her than Gwyneth like she's very popular or at least she was I think it might just be the tipping point because 
she was so well liked. Yeah, with Alice, the Allison Roman thing. I mean, that was like only a year ago, and Allison Roman was completely banished from polite society because she said one you know, very minor thing about Chrissy Teigen. A minor thing about Chrissy Teigen, yeah. I didn't think of uh, whatever, but like, I feel like that sort of like put people on the war path for Chrissy Teigen too, because people are just like on Twitter are just wild. You know, they just like want to. Yeah hate somebody but it is and, I mean it is women like it's almost always women it's always women but it's yeah. like it's like women and like Glenn Greenwald <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. well, it's, well it's Glenn like, Green I mean I okay Glenn Greenwald say what you will about him and I I think he's said some reprehensible things uh but he's also a great journalist <laughs> and I appreciate his take a lot more than most of the sort of centrist corporate media we'll say that no i love his take takes i love almost everything he says even if i disagree with him and yeah. i especially love when he's getting dogpiled on twitter because he's so fucking mean and doesn't give a shit and he's like so mean and like so funny and like he would never like disactivate his account or be like i oh, need no. to take a break or like i need no. mental health like he's in it being like fuck you you moron like telling yeah. everybody that they're stupid and he's like everyone knows he's smarter than them and yeah but he is a complete narcissist i mean it is it, it, it is it is a strange personality for a journalist to have well, like look i wouldn't probably want to be friends with him i know yeah. he wouldn't want to be friends with me but like i enjoy him on twitter yeah 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 and i, enjoy uh, some of I don't love him being on uh tucker carlson's <laughs> show all the time Oh yeah, that's his. I forgot that he's been going on Tucker Carlson like constantly, like a lot. Yeah. I know. I forgot. Sometimes he does just seem like so anti DNC that it's like he's just like a Republican, but he's not at all. He's like way to the left, but yeah, he's, but he's like a he's like a leftist libertarian, which is a weird combo. Yeah. I kinda, anyway, yeah, we listen. We don't. All right, we don't have to get into it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, but yeah, Chrissy Teigen. I mean, all the the Courtney the the, the, the tweets that she write wrote to uh, Courtney Sodden were like horrifying. They're they really bad. Fine. They're pretty bad. Weird. It was yeah. really weird that she, I mean, I think that Chrissy Teigen, like, I look, I don't know. I, all I know is from her tweets, it sometimes seems like she's doing like a little bit of like a, a like a poor me act. Like she like, yes. like she'll go private, even though she has like five well, She just followers. left and then she went back on Twitter and then this happened right after she, I mean, it's like, but she's so, cause she said, on in her tweet like i've worked so hard on being beloved yeah to the public which is like that is like a because i'm i'm most celebrities probably have done that and yet very oh, few celebrities that's their, that's their livelihood yeah. beloved but no but very few people would have admitted to that and that's like and i do i do think that she i think she does have like an unhealthy relationship to social media i think so too but again like I think that she's just very like very middle of the road like I don't think she's ever I think she's just like I don't I don't understand like why people like love Chrissy Teigen so much I also can't really understand anybody hating Chrissy Teigen I just think she's like a she's just one of those like huge people that I'm just like I don't I don't know whatever yeah yeah exactly about. yeah she's like a middle like a middle of the road celebrity um but yeah, it is interesting, especially like coming from the right, like, because I think there were like faked documents that she was on like Jeffrey Epstein's plane or something. There were, there yeah. are, yeah. And it's just because she's like so famous and it would be like so wild if she was. Yeah, but, but it would like, it was the year, it was like in the 90s, she would have been like a child. She would have been a victim of him if she was on the plane. I know, but there were a lot of people. I think Courtney Love was on in his black book. She wasn't in the log. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. A lot of people were in the book that like weren't 
didn't know him. Like he just collected celebrities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he could find it. Sorry, I just um, had to quickly defend Courtney Love. <laughs> oh, I will <laughs> no defend her to the death. Um, yeah. The other person who recently admitted to being a dinner party guest of Jeffrey Epstein was um, my other favorite centrist person to hate on Twitter, Zenny Jardin. I don't know who that is. <laughs> she's a. She's like she looks like a like Rachel Maddow but with pink hair, and she um, is a white lady who like talks online sometimes in black vernacular, and she hates Bernie Sanders. And then out of nowhere, and like she's one of those people that like all the like you know dirtbag left people hate on Twitter. And then just last week on Twitter, she randomly was like, uh, "I just want to confess, like I had a long-standing social relationship with Jeffrey Epstein and was invited to many oh. dinners at his house, um, but I didn't know anything." And people were like, "What?" Oh, oh my god! Oh, I found her. Yeah. Anyway, this oh, is getting off the rails. Um. Anyway, all right. Let's uh, wow. let's veer this conversation yeah, so, back to good. Okay, back to Gwyneth. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people are so people are just oversensitive with Gwyneth, and they need to chill. Yeah, I mean, but this, yeah, this this bread, twi- it's like, you know, this is just gonna happen every. And also, sorry, but like bread stuff is so tired. Like bread, seriously, like you're gonna make fun of someone for not wanting to eat bread at this in this this point in our fucking mm. history, like. Bread, bread has been an issue for 15 years and it's time to just move on. Like get used to it. Like it's not new anymore. It's not new to anybody in any city in this country, anywhere, any state, any town. You understand that like people avoid carbs when they're trying to lose weight. It's really not that fucking big of a deal. Everybody does it. It's not news. Like why are people still at like hacks? You can't, you can't lose weight if you're eating a lot of bread i mean except if you're oprah i guess you could if you're all you could lose weight if you're eating bread you could choose Mm -hmm. to avoid bread you could decide you have a gluten intolerance even though you haven't been don't have celiacs like this has just been happening for so long and i know we live in la and i've and we've always lived in like big cities and stuff but like this has been going on for long enough that I don't believe that anyone is like appalled, shocked, surprised, interested in this at all. I think it's just like total hack material. And I'm really not interested in people's overreaction to, oh, she doesn't eat bread. Like Mm -hmm. mind your goddamn fucking business. And if Gwyneth Paltrow is on a podcast, it's like, how far would you, like, I didn't even hear about that podcast and I have a podcast about her. Like, I just, I mean, it's so easy to, it's such an easy thing not to think about. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, people I think are not thinking about it as much anymore, which is good. I'm thinking about it now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, also I want to wish Apple a happy 17th birthday. I know 17. They have so many birthdays. I feel like they, they have more birthdays than the normal person. They probably do like half birthdays and trick us because I feel like we're wishing their kids happy birthday constantly. Well, Moses just had his birthday, but I feel like Apple just had her birthday right before that. But I guess not. I guess it's this year's been a blur. Time goes by really fast. Oh, sunrise, sunset. Got whoever, whenever Brad's birthday is. We yeah, heard that. that's true. Because we have Brad, we have Gwyneth, we have Moses, and we have Apple. And now we have Chris, we have Dakota, we have the whole extended family, Blythe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have so many birthdays to keep track of. <laughs> but 
Apple is the most important. I guess that's why Apple has been like ramping up on the Goop website a little bit because she was like about to turn 17. Like she's a late teen now. Yeah, she has to think about her future. Yeah. <laughs> so she's getting, she's getting. There. I mean, next year is good. This whole next year is going to be where, you know, where's Apple going to college? This is going to be. This is a big year. Will she go to college? What if she like doesn't she, go to college? I think Gwyneth. Gwyneth and Chris, well, I don't know about Chris, but Gwyneth will want her to go to college at least for like a year. I, I think feel like that's like I didn't go to college and I really regret it. Oh, yeah, or yeah, totally. Because Gwyneth didn't go at all, did she? She may have gone for like a year. She went to UC Santa Barbara for, I think, a year. Oh my God. And then dropped out because that was when her dad would drive up to Montecito and they would meet for lunch. Oh, God. Can you imagine going to college with Gwyneth Paltrow? And she's like, I have to go have lunch with my dad at Montecito. <laughs> and you're like, all right, Gwyneth, like, go. Can I come and like be your best friend? Yeah, Actually, yeah well, that, yeah, that happened. Oh my God. The kids that I went to school with and the oh, kids that tried yeah. to be their best friends. It is yeah. something else. Totally wild. Uh, Sorry, I'm looking at Gwyneth Paltrow's story and it's like really way too, on Instagram and it's like way too confusing for me to understand. So maybe someone will explain it to me later. Her story about Apple? No, that's on Apple makes it to me. Yeah. This was there's something going on. Uh oh. Don't know what it is. Oh god, this is sad. Gwyneth is doing ads for Rakuten on her on her Instagram. Ads for what? Rakuten. I don't know what that is. Rakuten, Rakuten. It's like a weird thing. It's like YouTube people advertise for it all the time. It's like Ebates. It's like it used to be called Ebates. I think it's the same thing. It's like you, it's like a plug-in for your computer. And like when you go shopping, it'll like tell you if there are coupons. Oh, weird. Yeah. Gwyneth. I don't know what she's doing. I don't know. It's really sad. They class A, Gwyneth. Come on. Oh my God. Goop is on it. That I mean, that's why. The 15% cashback offer on Rakuten still stands for select goop products plus many other favorite stores stock up before it's over you have until may 17th oh my god this is giving me like martha stewart at kmart vibes i know this, this is, is the like beginning that, of the end of goop i know maybe i was like maybe i was wrong about her not being a woman of the people i mean they're doing they're doing a bunch of like collaborations now so i i could see down the road that then it's like goop you know times target those things i i honestly i mean i feel like once they did cb2 it was like starting to go in that direction and like Um, i really do feel like she's headed that i mean like i i'm ready for it whenever i'm ready for that to drop and i will go and purchase oh yeah no i will i mean that's the i mean part of it is like that's the dream of like being able to afford goop products in your everyday life but then you're like yeah something is lost obviously something is lost but it's like i do feel like a lot of like fancy brands have managed to do it and like keep their status i think all of them have that's probably why they keep they keep doing it what do you think about goop's collaboration with what is it called majuri the uh the jewelry line oh i mean i don't think anything of it because i don't know like I, I can't afford it. And I just don't think about it. Yeah. Cause someone, someone on our Instagram asked us what we thought of it. And I, I was sort of like that. Like, I don't, I, cause I don't really pay attention to jewelry cause I don't wear jewelry. But, um, then after she mentioned it, I started seeing this brand. I didn't know about this brand at all, but apparently they're like, they were like a very cult, uh, jewelry brand that like people go wild over. And they're like, they like release 
they do like album like releases are like weekly they'll have like a new piece of jewelry every week so people like want to like buy it then and it's like this big cult thing that i was definitely unaware of yeah i mean like i don't have anything to do with any of that shit because like i just don't like buy jewelry like that really like i buy like a piece of jewelry and then also never wear it like i don't wear jewelry really very much i wear like a necklace yeah i wear i mean i wear my wedding ring and i used to wear my fitbit before i walked into the ocean and ruined it what if i thought oh because it was salt water yeah i was i was really cocky because i was showering with it on and it didn't do anything and then i just didn't think about it and i went into the ocean and instantly just god this life is so cruel i actually don't worry it either i it makes me too i don't want to think about stuff that much no i get it my steps i mostly just liked i liked the sleep tracker function that was fun for me but i'm i can live without it i like it i liked it because i was such a hypochondriac and it's like i'm like oh good this is going to tell me if i'm like about to have a heart attack or stroke or something but whatever yeah all right we should move on to the newsletters yeah okay let's do it what was your best of the week let me see here i have it on my phone because i had to do this while i was out and about right right right. but oh my best was gerda's beer article (laughs) (laughs) um did you see it yeah uh this actually has to do with uh the thing i would buy but yeah explain what what this uh question was Someone emailed Gerda, not me this time, and was like, Gerda, everyone thinks it's like not as healthy and kind of trashy to drink beer, but frankly, I like it more. And like, can I have it? And Gerda wrote this long, like personal essay that was just dotted with information about Gerda's life that I found fascinating, which was really the reason that it was the best. So like, yeah, it was so detailed and like, so it like went on so many tangents, but, and yet it was so, I don't know. I thought it was really well-written and like, um, it, it was, it was Jean-esque to me. It was Jean-esque. It was Gina, but it had a Gerda spin. Sure. 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 Apparently her dad used to keep a beer in his car for lunch or like road trips or something and but he would have like one and then when she got car sick he would give her some beer so she associates it with being sick and then she didn't drink beer again until her fiance so she's engaged which is interesting um introduced her to the pleasure of drinking a beer and watching a basketball game so she will now occasionally have um a negro modello while she's watching a game that, and that i like that because that was that was my dad's beer uh was negro really? modello. yeah yeah oh really um and she calls it a medicine beer or something like a medicinal beer and she talks about how like people use it to soothe their stomach and i do feel i do get that like sometimes like a beer will like i get like anxiety stomach aches like all the time or like i will often get a stomach ache from like it's like four in the afternoon and I've like been drinking coffee all day and I'm like wired and having a panic mm-hmm. attack and like maybe that's just alcoholism but like a drink will like soothe my stomach but like I feel like a beer especially like a low alcohol just kind of like beer will like chill me out oh yeah it's such a like a level a level or like of yeah. your anxiety or yeah whatever stimulants you have in your system I mean I think that's probably just the alcohol but whatever like they she's saying like you know hops and all these other things have 
might have medicinal qualities and like I don't really she's like you know none of this has really been tested but like go ahead and have a beer once in a while if you like it the end yeah. and I just thought it was like a nice and I was like I want a beer like this is good <laughs> I went out and bought a six pack of beer this morning I'm excited I got uh, some some uh, Fort Point Kolsch from Trader Joe's what's that Kolsch is oh god I'm not a beer nerd but it's like it's like a light beer but it's not a lager it has to me it has a little a little more character than like a lager but it's still in that like summer sort of low alcohol session beer vibe okay yeah i'm not describing it in very much detail but uh if you see it's k-o-l-s-c-h it's like a german some sort of german style i always enjoy it it's like my my go-to for warm weather that sounds good um yeah but i like pilsner Oh yeah. Yeah. Pilsner. I love, um, I mean, that, that's a good thing. Pilsners. I feel like, uh, you can go to any sort of deli or bodega and get like a great European Pilsner. Just if you just even like a Pilsner or Kel or a Stella, like those are fantastic beers. Yeah. I get a Stella a lot if I'm like ordering a beer, which is, yeah. I don't always do, but when I okay. do, I um, beer. yeah, the, the actual, the thing I would, cause like on the on the in the Goethe question, they also had like a little rundown of like, you know, accoutrements if you're if you're gonna enjoy a beer that night. And one of the things was the Epicurean pizza peel. Uh huh. And that, that's what I would buy because like I occasionally will go to Trader Joe's, you know, and get their herb pizza crust and try to make a pizza, and I it's always that. just like a complete fiasco when I'm trying to get the pizza in and out of the oven. Mm-hmm. I've dropped more than one. Um, sometimes I like I've topped the pizza dough and then didn't put it on anything and then had no way to get the pizza dough into the oven because it would just be like floppy and then I had to like make calzone so I just feel like this pizza peel will um help me get you know the pizza in and out of the oven easily yeah I mean if there's one thing Gerda likes to do it's get her pizza out of the oven and crack a brewski exactly exactly but like this woman Michaela that asked the question get new friends if your friends are like judging you for ordering a beer how weird oh i don't think you could find a group of women that wouldn't judge you for ordering a beer really yeah so if you were out with a group of gals you wouldn't order a beer i mean i might if i really wanted one but i would probably be like fuck it i'm getting a beer and they'd be like get it or something like it would be i would comment on it if i i mean i would probably i'd be like i just kind of want to get a beer is that crazy and then i was like it's not crazy but like i would say something about it (laughs) I guess that's the same thing with guys. Like, uh, I mean, it's less so with gay guys, but it was straight guys. Uh, if you're in a group and like you're ordering like a, a a complicated cocktail, it would be a similar dynamic, perhaps. Yeah, it's just like it's yeah, it's just like gender roles thing. It's like it's a manly drink, so like you know. Yeah. Fuck. But it's only enforced roles. by it's it's only enforced by other women. Like, I don't think men care at all. No, I thought men like think it's like sexy if a, a woman. I think that's kind of overblown. Like. But that's like that guys like love it if you like drink whiskey. <laughs> just like have and beer. buffalo chicken sauce dripping down your chin. Just go to Buffalo Wild Wings every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The sexiest women in the world yeah. dine at Buffalo Wild Wings. Nothing like it. I mean, honestly, who the hell knows? Mm, I don't know. Um, um that was like a college fantasy of a lot of women that like this is what I have to do and we'll grow out of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh my best. Oh, was the article called Learning to Interrupt Anxious Thoughts by Annie Armstrong Mio? Okay, tell me about this because I didn't read it, but I was like, oh, I should read that. But then I didn't. I liked it. Well, first it starts off with a little anecdote about her pet rabbit. 
Okay. And how it's, this is so cute. And it reminded me of my cat crackers because my cat crackers suffers from acute anxiety disorder. Oh yeah, he does have problems. <laughs> and so she says her rabbit, she has a little white rabbit whose name is John. Um, and she says, as I held him against my chest, I could feel his little heart racing. Soaking in a moment of quiet in the sun, I measured my breath, smelling the lemon blossoms in the air. As John and I sat there, his heartbeat slowed and his little haunches relaxed. Part of me was like, oh, is she like smothering him? And he's like dying. Yeah. I think a lot about our tender animal bodies, how we endure threat, upset, and trauma, and how we recover. So that's her little introduction about anxiety, um, connecting with her pet, her anxious pet rabbit, whose name is John. Um, and then, and then she just has like a series of steps, you know, to, uh, to ease your anxiety in the moment. Um, so she tells you to, oh, first to simply recognizing your anxiety as anxiety is a good first step. Ah, it's you anxiety. I say when I find myself agitated, now is the time to rest, you tell your anxiety. Um, and then there's a few little tips just to slow down in life. Cause I, I, I do feel like sometimes, even if I have like a day where I'm like busy and have like a series of tasks to do, mm-hmm. I am anxious just knowing how much I have to do during the day. And yet if I just like, I don't have to go fast. I can just like plug along and like, chill and just like do it and then I'll be done and it's hard sometimes to yeah I mean I used to like on days this is why I'm so kind of grateful that we don't have mod anymore when Brian we used to be on like a a comedy team at UCB together and like it was those show days were like the worst days of my entire life (laughs) Like I would have so much anxiety all day long. I'd be like, oh, fuck the shows tonight. And I wasn't even going on stage. Really? Yeah. I feel like by the, cause we were, we were just writers on the team. So we weren't even performing. I felt like those days were not anxious. Cause I was like, oh, it's not in my hands anymore. I know. But like, you'd have to go to tack and yeah. it was, I don't know. I would get so stressed out, but like, yeah. And I, I would always be like scrambling to get all my props. Like mm. I was just like such a wreck on those days, but you know, um, and I, yeah, like, I'm so glad, like, I haven't had a day of like high anxiety this entire, I mean, anxiety about like the pandemic, but not anxiety about like, oh my God, like I'm going to fuck up like interpersonally or like at work, oh, yeah. Yeah, That's social, all gone, yeah. which has been like a kind of a relief in some ways that part. Totally. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she, let's see, she says, oh, a few tips to slow down, um, to practice or to orient yourself in the current moment to practice imagining yourself in a real or made up place where you feel safe and calm. Um, here's one I never seen before. Imagine your intrusive thoughts as trains going by on a train track. Don't get on the trains, just watch them go by and then draw your anxiety, which I, I don't have time for that. No, I can't. And I won't. But I just, I mostly just like the little anecdote with her pet rabbit because it reminded me of crackers, but I thought it was a good, it was a little good uh, essay by a Goop contributor who is also obviously selling a book. Yeah. I mean, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What was your worst? Okay. So my worst, speaking of anxiety and like only for this reason was this piece called This is Power Dressing in 2021. Oh, I didn't even open it. 
Yeah. And I mean, it's fine. It's just like another thing. It's like, here's how we're dressing this. Whatever. It's just like selling clothes. It's not a big deal. But like the theme, I guess, of this piece was like, it's all the same shit, you know, modern and minimal classic with a twist. Like if your style is cool, Mm. girl, but it's like the, the idea is like, we're using our power and like kind of the implication is like the, the vaccines are out. Like we're going to get out there and we're really dressing up this year and we're really taking on 2021. And like, I was so excited about this even a week ago, but like now the idea of like re-entering society and like having to like look good like wear normal clothes and like go out it's just like freaks me the fuck out yeah you know what i mean i get i get it i i still haven't like i've gone out a few times but i haven't like socialized in a group yet or like seen people that i haven't seen in a while and i do feel like that might be a little anxiety inducing Um, like i i just might i never maybe i don't know i'm dumb but like i just I just don't ever care that much about my clothes. So I, I don't, I never have anxiety about my clothes, I guess. I just like the idea of being like dressed wrong or something. It just like stresses me out. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I think people will be forgiving and I do think that like everyone or not everyone, but like most people are sort of in a similar place. Um, And fuck this like power dressing for 2021 people. I don't think people are really going to, I think people are just going to go back to being exactly the way they were before. And it's going to be shocking. I already kind of am like, I'm like, I'm not, I don't feel, I don't know. I feel like I'm just going to go back to being exactly what I was before. Yeah. Just older. No, I know. I, yeah. I feel like people think that society is going to have this big reckoning and I feel like everyone has a short goldfish memory. Who knows? Yeah, I definitely do. Okay. Anyway, what's yours? Uh, mine was, I literally screamed no when I saw this article. What exactly is French girl style? Three Parisians weigh in. Okay, so yeah, Tom, because I was like, I did like that they were like, we talk about this all the time, but we don't really know what we mean. <laughs> I guess I was just like, I don't need to hear about this anymore. I it, that that quote like, your um, my culture is not your costume. Okay, was like I was like resonating with me like what like we don't need to dress like French people. I'm, it's just weird. And well, these... I mean, France is like Paris is like the fashion. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's not like you know what I mean, but um, like they export. Like I wouldn't. It's not like appropriation. I mean, it's not like, but it. But like, I'm it's, like, um, it's just like too much, and it's like I do think that like Americans like fetishizing French culture is like a little over the top. Yeah. And, and Goop, it just, it just, I mean, they just drill down on this thing like they do with everything, but, um, and these women, I mean, whatever the interview, it's three, it's a, uh, Caroline de Maigre, who's a model music producer and Chanel muse. Um, she says to me, it's about finding a few great statement pieces that define your personality, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's the same old shit. Um, Gaia Raposi, says French style means natural sophistication with a glimpse of rawness. That sounds and, really good. Actually, that sounds like a pretty good definition of it. Sure. Uh, like natural sophistication with a glimpse of rawness. That's exactly what I was. That's, oh, that's, right. that's, that sounds really good actually to me. Like that's it. <laughs> Call like, it Merriam-Webster. 
which I never would have been able to define because it's like the natural sophistication is what you're going for with French girl style, French girl style or whatever. It's like, you want to come, you want it to be effortless. Like you didn't try, but you want it to all just sort of like naturally fall into place exactly the way you do. And it's like, you just want to have like preternaturally good taste. Like everything you do just sort of like works out, but doesn't feel forced in any way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it doesn't ever feel like try hard, but like it, the, the rawness is like there's this sort of like burgeoning like seething sensuality like underneath it that's like not that's just like so obvious you don't even need to say anything about it like you wouldn't wear like it's not about like dressing like super glam it's just about being like naturally sexy yeah 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 Um, I mean the Frenchness has to come from inside but I feel like you have to learn you have to learn that rawness and sensuality from a young age. I don't know that Amer- most Americans, unless you come from like a specifically very like bohemian background, I don't think most Americans can pull that off. A raw sensuality. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're so puritanical and I think like most, most Americans grow up, you know, shunning sex. Fearing it you know? and hating it and coveting it and being obsessed with it. But so to the French, I, as I, when I said Nazi, I wasn't talking about this woman. I, you said she was a Chanel muse and I was talking about Chanel. Oh, Chanel herself. Yes. Uh, and then the third is Camille Charrier and she says, oh, French women don't dress that's in ways that are on trend. And then she says the three must-haves, great jeans, a logo-less bag, and a little something on the lips. j-e-a-n-s yes j-e-a-n-s okay because i would it could go either way um definitely agree with the logo list bag like that's like one of the tackiest thing that like things american women like to do is have like a huge like label on your bag it's crazy i mean i guess that is like a status symbol or i don't yeah i maybe i don't know i that always seems like crazy to me but it's so disgusting and i but I think the worst one is the French company, Louis Vuitton. Like these oh, bags, yeah. I just like these women with these bags, like, and they're always on an airplane. It's like, this is what I bring on the airplane. My like, how much are these bags even? Like $8,000 or something, Louis Vuitton, huge tote. Probably more. Sure. Well, and like, and like even the, the logo-less bags are, it's still a logo. If it's like a specific designer bag, even though it's not a logo, you're still putting it out like people that have like a Birkin bag or something you still know what it is if you know what it is still know what it is I do think that's like a little bit more sophisticated than having the like the print all over it like the the people will like be able to tell by the design what you're carrying yeah or now those Telfar bags are popular which are like there are like a lot of different kinds of bags yeah but like I I don't I think that that's like I don't think it's bad to have a designer bag. I just think certain designs are t- very tacky. Sure. Even ones that are considered to be like really fancy. Although I will just say for the record that my purse is a nameless brandless bag that was handmade by a leather worker that I bought from a leather store in Paris. So I have the most French bag in the world. Wow. Leather store Aggie. So you don't care about cows. They're French cows. They want to be purses. (laughs) They want to be skinned. The the only designer bag I have, Jansport. Nothing like it. Uh, What was your craziest or your saddest? Mm, My craziest was 
Oh no, I fucked up. Sorry. No, no. I can this go. was my craziest. Oh, that was your because I was upset about because not that this was crazy. My no, the my what I said was my worst. The power dressing, that was my craziest. Got not it. because it was crazy because I feel like out of touch. Like I feel I crazy. My my worst, which actually I could reverse it for the exact same reason, was the dinner party. This was my saddest. Yeah. So this could be saddest. This could be worst. All in all, this wasn't great. So like f- the number one reason though, I will say does come back to me. I'm not ready to have people in my house. The thought of having people come over and I make them dinner, just like, just starting to read this, I almost cried. Just, I was like, I no one can come over to my house. Yeah, yeah. Then the, like, I don't know. Just like make this like, I don't know, whatever. Why was this your, that was like my main reason. And then it was just like, you know, buy a bunch of goop stuff and put it together and make a roast chicken. I don't know. I'm like, okay, thanks, Caitlin. Like, so I, I really don't want to pick on Caitlin again. You, you for the kind same. of though. I, but it's, I'm so, I get, I'm so frustrated with the food and recipe coverage lately in goop. And I said all this last week, so I don't want to repeat myself. But again, Caitlin is doing these easy dinner party ideas. We have three, not even, they're not even menus. They're three single recipes. I'm sorry. If we're doing a dinner party, we need a menu. And also these are recipes that have been on Goop before. Not not one of these three recipes is a new recipe. And did she even, did Caitlin write these recipes? No. So one of them is from a random cookbook. One of them is based on an old Gwyneth Paltrow recipe from um, her first cookbook. And then one of them is just like a, it's the the um, credit or the byline says goop. It doesn't say, Kate. I don't, I don't think Caitlin knows how to write a recipe. And like, I'm sorry, but like crock pot chili. Yeah. Even what? like, I'm sorry. There's no, di- like there's no dinner party so easy or I, I just a crock pot vegetarian chili. I'm sorry. It's like fine to have on your own. But like, if you're inviting people over, that's just depressing. This is like meatless, cold weather, hearty dinner. This isn't like end of quarantine, summer dinner party. No, it's gross. It's like, who the fuck is coming over for chili? It's, it's going to be, it's almost June. Like we don't want crock pot chili. Like, hello. Like what is happening? Yeah. Crock pot chili. And then, I mean, I did the, 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 um, Thai style roast chicken did look very good. Um, but it's one of those goop recipes that's like 4,000 ingredients for a roast chicken that might be, maybe is like slightly better than a normal roast chicken. Yeah. And it's like, I take the skin off anyway. So it's, these roast chicken recipes don't. Oh, really and then what was the third one? Um, the third one is chipotle shrimp tacos. That looks oh, okay. it's fine. But again, like fine. Uh, but then Caitlin's like her sort of idea of how to do an easy dinner party. She says, if your menu is meditate. Mediterranean, for example, focus on a great main dish like kofta, falafel, or shawarma, and then maybe do a salad. It's like, do I don't need you to tell me. This is like- It's like, 
you're just telling me to go look up to like Google recipes for something else. Like plan the fucking dinner party. Tell me what to do. Put a whole dinner party together. Even if it's bad, like some of these are these whole menu pieces stick with me so much. Like Bon Appetit hangover breakfast where it was like make a bunch of soft boiled eggs and eat like steamed bok choy and put it on (laughs) rice. And I was like, soft boiled eggs and bok choy when I'm hungover literally sounds like I would throw up. So crazy, crazy. but it just would work. And you were also supposed to have it with like a Negroni. I was like, this is the <laughs> wildest shit I've ever heard. But I was like, I, I, I'll never forget it. That, I mean, that was like peak Adam Rappaport insanity. It must have been. He was like, I was like, Adam Rappaport was just like spinning on like yeah. a high. He was like on a power trip. Uh, but like, yeah, Caitlin, if you're doing an easy dinner party, I don't need three random recipes. Do a menu. It could be simple. You said it's a simple uh, dinner party. If you're talking about, kofta or falafel or something let's see the very best interesting original goop falafel that we can make and then you know a few and then a salad and then a dip and then a, a dessert it doesn't have to and like a wine pairing it's not that complicated yeah, like, it's your job this is her job <laughs> to do this what is going on it's like i could do it yeah i it's like what like seriously oh man this is making me so angry and again i see caitlin's picture and she looks like a lovely very nice woman and i really don't want to pick on her because i mean i don't think she listens to this but like there is a chance and i don't mean anything by it it's not like a jen gunter where i want to insult you but just figure figure it out guys figure it out i know you can do this you can do it. I know it's in you. You love, Caitlin, you love food. You love cooking. You. This is your dream job. This is exciting. You can do anything you want. You're here for a reason. You have this job for a reason. We believe in you and we want to see your recipes. Please don't tell me to go to the store and buy a tub of hummus. I I will not be so nice the next time I see that direction. We'll be, literally will be next week. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whew. Wow. That got emotional. Uh, what would you try? Okay, I would try Gwyneth's beachy beach hair. Mm. Big beachy hair. I like to have big beachy hair. This is always a thing that I enjoy. Usually I get it by putting dry shampoo in my hair and that's it. But I'm thinking I would like to spice it up. And there are a lot of steps to get big beachy hair in goop so i think that i might give it a try with a little bit more to do than what i've been doing already like comb don't brush but then brush later curl cream i already use a version of that blow dry with a diffuser check dry shampoo always for that go rogue with your curling iron see this is where i stop usually i I don't afterwards i don't do the curling iron i don't always do i would never do sea spray and dry shampoo i would never go over it with a toothbrush this seems like a whole lot of steps there are like so basically if i'm doing my version of beachy hair i stop at what would be halfway here Mm -hmm. i stop at number five and then but this is 10 there's 10 steps i and do you think that they are telling you that everyone needs to do all 10 steps or it's sort of like pick and choose which things you do well i mean i know that you can only do the first half of this and get some version of what you're going for but it does seem like if i after this kept going and then broke out the curling iron and broke out the spray i would never probably go over my hair with a toothbrush and like comb down flyaways 
Yeah. I don't see myself, do, especially if it's like it's wild beachy hair, like it's supposed to have stuff like that. So I don't really get that. Yeah, that seems like all 10 steps is for like a professional photo shoot or something. And then you add curl cream, change the curl cream for volume. Oh, so that's changing instead of curl cream. You use this other stuff. Okay, whatever. That's fine. Whatever. I, like, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I like the picture of Gwyneth with the beachy hair. I, you don't, you don't really see her too often with real beachy hair. Um, no, you don't. And she's, she, she usually like keeps it pretty neat and tidy. I would say. Yeah, but I like I it. Looks nice. She looks a lot younger, I think, in that picture. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think when she's doing press for Goop, she does like put on this sort of like you know more little corporate style. Um, but yeah, maybe this summer we'll see some some beachy waves. She looks different in this. She her face looks different. Yeah, I thought she's so too. Like making a weird face in this picture. Look, she doesn't like. I had to do a double take to even be sure that was her. I know. Um, what would you try? Okay, this is actually a really interesting coincidence. But I rented a house oh my God. on the beach for oh my, my family for next month <gasps> in a Where? town. Okay. It, well, the town that it's called Kaokos, California on the central coast. And there was an article in Goop um, called Beauty Trip that okay. talked about like, undis- well, not undiscovered vacation spots, but they did like Lake Como, you know, Lanai and Hawaii. And then they did, they said this town called Cambria, California, which is right next to the town that I'm staying in. Oh my God. But it says Cambria is about to happen. So get there before it does. And I am, I'm going there in a month. Oh my God. You did it, Brian. I did it. I like beat, I beat Goop to the punch of discovering a new thing. Like, you know, sometimes I'll see something and I already have it. Yeah. Yeah. It's what it feels like. I was so excited because I, I was like, Cambria, where's that? And I Googled it and I'm like, oh, it's literally a mile from where the house that I'm staying at is. And she recommends a restaurant called, um, uh, let's see, called Hidden Kitchen. And not only is there a branch of Hidden Kitchen in Cambria, there's another branch in Keokos where I'm staying. So I'm going to eat there for breakfast like every day. I'm there in June. And they are known for these blue corn waffles and they have a bunch of sweet ones and a bunch of savory ones. Um, and I already, I already texted my mom and my sister. I'm like, Oh, look, there's a goop restaurant by, uh, by our, by our beach house. Oh my God. That's like so exciting. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. So I just feel, I mean, I literally just went on uh verbo and like looked at random. I was like any, you know, halfway between the Bay area and LA let's just sort of, pick a random and I just was like randomly found this house that had enough bedrooms for our whole family and it just so happened to be the next big thing that's amazing uh yeah I'm excited I'm I'm very excited I'm even more excited now because I went on the website to this restaurant and their motto is from earth to belly and there's a very goopy looking woman um serving different waffles that's perfect great that's exactly what you want so i'll keep everyone posted i'm glad i'm going this summer because next summer my god the prices are going to go through the roof oh my god i'm so jealous you're so smart uh i'm also this is crazy i'm, I'm going on two little trips this summer i'm going to yellowstone with my husband's family 
and um i've never been to yellowstone before but i found a uh, a little a restaurant that they sort of recommend in goop it's like you have to go through a few layers to before you get to this restaurant on yeah. goop but i was like at least there's something there uh yellowstone is great wait are you going to wyoming or montana uh technically idaho we're staying but the western side so but right by montana oh okay but yeah it's I like went, on that side i went on the other side and it was like mm. yeah i need i mean that's not until august but i'm gonna eventually need to do a little bit of research it's the it's so great I it's gonna it. be so beautiful it's yeah it's really beautiful and relaxing all right okay. what would you buy all right so like i have to be honest i know that we both just gave caitlin quite a bit of shit for her article and a lot of it was really well deserved but credit where credit is due these this these baking dishes are really cute oh and yeah yeah i would buy them they're not very expensive it's 115 dollars for this like pretty large set it's one two three four and then two little ones so it's like six dishes and like you can use them as serving bowls. Like they're cute enough that you can like serve out of them. They're just like, I really like them. I would definitely use these. So good for you, Caitlin. Like this was a good rack. Look at that. Both of our buys are, oh no, I guess my buy is a Gerda buy, not a Caitlin oh, yeah. buy. But it has oh, to do with yeah. food. Well, Gerda, I mean, Gerda's also kind of an underdog. So I'm glad she got a couple of wins this week. And I mean, Gerda never disappoints, honestly. Sometimes she kind of does. Well, maybe. Yeah. But- <laughs> Uh, well, all right. So happy birthday to Apple. Happy birthday, Apple. Congratulations good. on pulling it out at the end. Caitlin. Yeah. Good luck to Caitlin. Really, let's just see a little a little more effort. Are they not giving you enough time to write a recipe, Caitlin? Or is it like, because you're... Enough time. I mean, you're not in the Goop test kitchen now, so you, you have to work from home. Is that tough? But... Working from home. And I think that she has to like, push the products above all else yeah yeah but like i just i mean you say a dinner party let's see a i just crazy to me sorry and like, I, why aren't we bake putting stuff in the bake set yeah why yeah. are you well, saying buy this baking set and then make chipotle shrimp tacos or crock pot veggie chili like what are you talking about why why put something I, in this baking dish i'd be more likely to buy it if I got to someone's house, I haven't been to someone's house in over a year and they, and I saw in their kitchen, they had a crock pot chili with sweet potatoes and lentils. I, I, I can't imagine being more disappointed. I would turn right back around and hope for another quarantine. I'd be like, this relationship is over. Yeah, like, oh my God, how, I mean, I would be polite, but like, how disappointing would that be? I would be in tears tears i wouldn't even i wouldn't even make that for myself and my husband for like a tuesday it sounds so just it's too hot punishing yeah maybe like the at least the talk at least put some some give me something in a tortilla just it mm -hmm. can be easy it yeah, can be totally. slop. make slop and put it in a tortilla i'll be fine yeah anything in a tortilla is festive yeah and that, that roast chicken. I, okay, let, we need to stop. This is Let's much. leave her alone. At this point. Leave her alone. Thank, you the, thank you for alerting me to the bake set. Mm. Um, all right. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to this extremely rambling episode of Goop Yourself. Yeah. Uh, 
if you haven't joined yet, we just put up a new Patreon episode um, discussing the very obscure, for maybe good reason, Gwyneth Paltrow movie, Jefferson in Paris. Yeah, it's um, a movie. It's a movie. It's. A, I thought actually, I thought our conversation was pretty pretty good. I thought it was an interesting conversation. We had an. It definitely will inspire conversation. Uh, yeah. So if you you know if you want to you know go to the Patreon, uh, you can you know pledge for five bucks. Uh, even if you cancel after a month, you can you know listen to our um, our extra bonus apps. I actually have a really good idea for this coming month, which I'll tell you offline. Ooh, I can't wait to hear it. It's gonna be fun. Uh, and you know if you can't swing the five bucks. No problem. We love you anyway. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.